Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my property mastermind mentorship. Hello and welcome to episode number 191 of the Property Magic Podcast, in which I'm going to bust some of the common myths about HMOs, houses of multiple occupation. Now, this is really important because it's these myths that confuse people and stop them from moving forward with using this very profitable property investing strategy. So I really want you to listen very carefully to this podcast because I don't want these myths to hold you back. Now, this is actually part two of the HMO myth busting. I did an episode a while ago. It was episode number 80 that I encourage you to listen to where I covered five myths. I'll just recap those for you very quickly. But I got two new myths I hear all the time that I also want to help you understand as well. So back in episode number 80, very quickly, the five myths I covered were number one, the fact there's an oversupply of HMOs. So why would you want to do HMOs? And whilst this is correct, there are lots of HMOs out there, I would suggest that all very average, boring HMOs. I don't think you should do that type of HMO. You should do a high-end co-living HMO that gets a much higher rent, attracts a much better type of tenant, and the tenants tend to stay longer in the property. So you don't want to compete with everyone else. Make sure you've got better than everyone else's properties. That's the first myth. Next myth is HMOs are more work than single lets. And I agree that one HMO would be work more work than one single let property. However, it's not really a fair comparison because one single let property makes nowhere near as much money as one HMO. And with increasing interest rates, anyone on variable mortgages have found that their single lets may not be making any money at all right now, whereas HMOs still make plenty of profit. So for a fair comparison, you should probably compare one HMO with maybe five single let properties. And I would suggest that one HMO is definitely easier than five single let properties. And the other important point here is that actually you don't need to manage these properties yourself. So if you're not managing them, it's no extra work for you to have HMOs. And because there's so much more profit from an HMO, you can afford to pay someone else to manage it for you. Myth number three was that every HMO property needs a license. Now, licensing was brought in in 2007. And depending on where you live in the country, different councils interpret this differently. But generally, if you have a property of five or more people, you will need a license. In some councils, it's three or more people. But generally, it's five or more people. So some properties, you might have an HMO that might be four people, it may not actually need a license. Now, by the way, I think you should still make sure your property is a good standard of accommodation with all of the necessary safety requirements, whether it needs a license or not. Myth number four is that all HMOs need planning permission. Well, if you have a larger HMO, seven or more people, then you would need planning permission. It would be seen as what's called a sui generis, which is in a class of its own, and that definitely needs planning. A normal HMO, six or less people, in most areas, you don't need planning permission. 
Unless, of course, the local council has introduced something called Article 4, where they're basically saying, look, we don't want more HMOs. So they're removing the permitted development rights to turn a house into an HMO. And so in that case, you do need to get planning permission. Now, people think that if you have an Article 4 area, you can't use a property as an HMO. Well, that's not correct. If it meets the planning criteria, you can apply and you should get your planning permission. If not first time around, you should get it on appeal. Number five, the common myth about HMOs, people think you need lots of money to do HMOs. And whilst some HMOs do require lots of money, if you're buying a property, stripping it back to bricks, renovating it, creating this amazing five or six bed HMO, that might mean need £100,000 plus on a refurb. So yes, that can be expensive. However, if you are adding lots of value to a property, you can potentially refinance it and take all of your money out. So it's a buy, refurbish, refinance and rent model. Also, because HMOs are so profitable, you could actually use someone else's money and give them a really good return on their money and still make a handsome profit for yourself. And there are also strategies you can use, such as rent to rent and purchase these options. We don't really need to use much of your money at all. So again, in some circumstances, you do need money, but it doesn't necessarily have to be yours. So those are the five myths that I covered in episode 80 of the Property Magic podcast. But I want to talk about two brand new myths that I'm hearing all the time that are stopping people from using this very successful strategy. So here are the myths. The next myth is people think that you need to have HMO properties in order to get HMO mortgages. Now, this kind of misinformation makes people think that they can't get those HMO mortgages if they are new to property or if they just have a couple of buy-to-let properties. Well, the reality is this. Some mortgage lenders do want you to have landlord experience before they'll give you an HMO mortgage. And some lenders do want you to have HMO experience before they give you an HMO mortgage. However, there are lenders who will lend you money for an HMO mortgage up to six people, even if you have no property experience yourself and you have a brand new property company, they will still lend you money for an HMO as long as the cash flow in the property is enough, which generally it is with HMOs because they are a very profitable strategy. So just to quash that rumor right now, you absolutely can get mortgages on HMOs up to six people, even if you're completely new to property. However, if you want to use larger HMOs, seven or more people, which, as I mentioned earlier, is a sui generis planning class, you typically will need to have HMO landlord experience. So all you need to do is start off with smaller HMOs, five or six people, which you can absolutely get mortgages for, get that landlord experience as an HMO landlord, and then you'll be able to get larger HMOs in the future. So that's all you need to do. It's not going to stop you at all. Now, the more recent myth that, again, has caused lots of people to question should they do HMOs or not is because of the rising energy costs that's been happening for the last year or so. And people think that because energy bills have gone up, that wipes out all the profit in HMOs. Now, the reason is that generally when you have an HMO, you have different tenants in your property, and you as the landlord generally pay for the bills. You pay for the local council tax. You pay the TV license, the broadband internet. You pay the gas, the electric, the water. You pay all of the utilities. Now, what we do 
Obviously, we charge enough rent to cover these utilities and still make a good profit from our HMOs. And to work out the cost of these utilities, I always used to use a figure of £100 per room per month. So if you had a five-bedroom property, it would cost you about £500 per month in bills. A six-bedroom property would cost you about £600 per month. And it was a pretty good uh, rule of thumb to use when assessing the cost of the bills. Now, in that £100, remember, you're paying for all of the bills. You're paying for the TV license, the broadband internet, the gas, the electric, the water. And I estimate that the gas and electric were probably about half of that cost, about £50 of that £100 and the other 50 being the other costs. Now, because energy bills have pretty much doubled, that energy element of that £100 has probably gone from £50 up to £100. And if you add in the other costs, again, of £50, I estimate the bills in HMOs now cost about £150 per month per room. So a five-bedroom property, instead of costing about £500 per month, now costs about £750 a month. And because you're paying the energy bills, a lot of people have incorrectly thought, oh my God, this increasing, these doubling energy costs means it's wiping out all of your profit in an HMO. Well, that's not quite true. Let's look at some numbers here. So as I said, uh, a five-bed HMO will have increased by £250 approximately from £500 a month up to £750 a month. Now, if that was the only change in the market, yes, that would be £250 or less cash flow you're getting. However, because of the high inflation and the high cost of living, many rents have gone up. In fact, last year, I spoke to all of my tenants, well, my letting agent spoke to all of my tenants and said, look, I'm sorry, we're going to have to put the rents up by 9%. Now, we hadn't put the rents up for a while, and everyone knew that inflation was over 10% at that time. So most tenants were okay with that. And part of the reason was they knew that if they went elsewhere, they'd be paying a lot more rent and they'd have the hassle of moving and they like the houses we have because we provide these high-end, high-quality HMOs. So there are a few grumbles, but everyone accepted that 10% increase. Now remember, that's 10% on the total rental income. And say your rental income is maybe two and a half thousand or three thousand a month, 10% on two and a half thousand is 250 pounds. So by us putting up the rent by just 10%, it more than covered the 100% increase in energy costs. So actually, we're still making the same amount of profit that we always made in our HMO properties. Yes, the energy costs have gone up, but rents have also gone up, and that has more than covered the increasing energy costs. So HMOs are still a very profitable strategy which you should be using in your property portfolio, particularly right now. When more and more landlords are selling up their properties, what that means is there's less supply, so rents are going to go up over time. And with all these landlords selling, it's probably going to keep the property market continuing to drop, not a crash, but a small decline, which means there are some great opportunities for you to pick up in the property market right now. The next 12 to 18 months really is going to be a great time for you building your property portfolio. So you might be listening to this podcast and say, yeah, I'm going to start investing in property sometime. I really encourage you, now is an excellent time to get into the property market as long as you know what you're doing. And this podcast is a great source of completely free information for you to understand 
understand about how you can be successfully investing in property. Now, if you want to learn specifically more about HMOs, houses of multiple occupation, we have some online training all about that, which I highly recommend you go and check it out. It's some free online training. Uh, you can go and find out all about it and register at www.hmocourse.com dot co dot uk we'll put the link in the show notes for you but it's hmocourse.co.uk now in the next episode of the property magic podcast i'm going to talk all about the renter reform bill this is causing a big uproar in the property industry and i'll explain exactly what it means for you and your property investing in next week's episode of the property magic podcast so until next time remember to always invest with knowledge invest with skill Thanks for listening to the Property Magic Podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast. You can contact me via LinkedIn. You can follow me on social media. And I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property trading for free. All of the details are available in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill.